Welcome to the Fit Mind Project. My name's Barry Ash, and along with my wife Laura Ash, we are the founders of Rock Solid Health and the Freedom Programs. We believe that everybody should have access to a simple and supportive way to transform their health and their well-being, both physically and mentally, so we can feel better than we currently do. Our aim is to bring together a community of like-minded people who want to transform their habits and their behaviours using the rock solid method so they can take ownership of their health and their well-being. With this podcast, we're going to be having conversations with some amazing people that will help and inspire you to take back control of your lives. As we believe, when we are healthier, we are happier. In today's episode, we're going all arty crafty with the amazing Claire Mechanis. Me and Loz know the power of having a hobby. I have my bikes and Loz has the stars in the sky. But sometimes we just don't know where to start when we're looking for that new hobby. Claire's made it her mission to help people build confidence through craft and ensuring they get the opportunity to gain valuable me time in the process. So without further ado, let's go straight over to Claire and talk a little bit of craft. Guys, today, oh my gosh, we are so lucky to be joined by Claire from Beautiful Things. And oh my gosh, Claire, we've known you for a while now, haven't we? Really? Probably what? Yeah, like two years? Something like that? Yeah. Easy. Might be a bit longer, actually. I think it was about two years ago we did our video. Yeah. And you... I was about to say, that's the first time we met each other, was I. In person, I yeah. Around Blue Water. <laughs> clothes shopping with these two lovely ladies just trying to see what clothes what actual size of clothes is the actual reality of the clothes is and i nearly got chucked out of so many stores i know sitting in the waiting room because i was filming my vlog at the time yeah and there's me in female changing rooms with a camera doesn't bode well does it that was really i do remember you trying to chat up that really moody sales assistant in there I know it was it was it was good times definitely and and when we was in um, John Lewis and you know measuring everything up and I would be a size twenty if we was doing their patterns there it's just yeah. absolutely crazy absolutely crazy but guys just so you know Claire is um, the owner of beautiful things she has her own YouTube channel all that kind of stuff and all her online crafting classes which we'll go over later on. Um, but Claire basically teaches crafting and sewing for adults and kids and one of her main things is that she looks to inspire people so that they can have an achievement, a sense of achievement, personal achievement and be proud that they've started something and finished something with their own two hands yeah. um, and you know I, I think that's an amazing thing to do and today we want to be talking about crafting about why it's important to have a hobby, you know, how it kind of helps our mental state, because I think very often we just become mum or daughter or whatever, and we forget yeah, ourselves. really easily. Exactly. So we're going to be talking <laughs> about all that kind of stuff today. So without further ado, I think we should just hand over to Claire. And <laughs> yeah, there you go, Claire. It, the, the reins are yours. And <laughs> Hello. Just what you know, let's just start off, Claire. You know, just tell us about who you are so everybody knows who you are, what you do, and more importantly, your story. How have you got to be sat where you are, being a master of what you do? No, no, I do know. <laughs> um, yeah, I was again, I'm Claire. Um, I am mum to two kids. Um, I have a very nearly nine year old daughter and a very nearly 13 year old son um uh, which i'm refusing to admit um and yeah so i think i got started proper it would probably be about probably when izzy was when i was pregnant with izzy so that would have been 10 years ago now i suppose um i was working at the time for the the past kind of 10 years prior to that i had been crafting as a hobby that paid for itself so i would um i dabbled in loads of different crafts but i would sell at craft fairs shopping events shopping nights pamper nights that kind of thing um, and the money that i brought in would pretty much pay for me to buy more materials so i wasn't making anything out of it um, and then I was, when I was pregnant with 
um, Izzy, I got made redundant from my public sector job. And those of you who work in the public sector know that they pay quite well. And there's quite a few benefits and perks to working in the public sector. And uh, I got made redundant and I managed to wangle myself a very, very, very long story cut very short, wangle myself quite a nice payout. Um, I'd been working part-time in the months leading up to, to lead, leaving with um, Izzy and the part-time side of me was doing a bit more trying to build that hobby business into a bit more of a, a business. Again, I was making things to sell at that point mm. um, and a couple of people had approached me and said, why don't you try teaching crafts because I think people would really enjoy learning it and I was like, don't know if I could do that but I'll try and I dabbled with a few kind of evening classes once Izzy was born and I'd been made redundant teaching from home and um it, it kind of took off I then met a friend um once my son started school again I'll try and cut this really short because it's a really long-winded story but I met a friend um, at school, Jim and Tash, who were in the process of opening a children's bookshop in town. Um, and I said, that sounds amazing. I'd love to have um, a shop somewhere that I could sell my products, but also somewhere that I could teach from. Um, and they were like, well, come in on it with us. It's still our shop, but we'd love to have you on board, which was very exciting. So we opened or they opened Chicken and Frog Bookshop. I had a little corner in their shop where I could sell my products and in the daytime and the evenings when they weren't using it the room out the back I could teach classes from and I was there for about four months um, it all started to work really really well the kids were obviously my son was at school just started with their son so we would share the school pickups and the school runs between us we'd often have the kids camped out at the back of the shop <laughs> um, my little one at the time she was I think 18 months roughly um, so my mum would help having her. She'd also go to a childminder. So we, we really juggled um, childcare between us so we could set up this business. And about four months in, I was driving past what is now my current unit, which is just down the road. And there was this huge hoarding up outside and it said, you know, place for rent. And I was like, oh, I've never wondered what's in there. It's around the corner from my house at the time. I never knew what was here. Um, I thought I'm just going to be nosy. I'm an incredibly nosy person. So I pulled in, saw the unit that was up, and you, you may or may not have seen if you follow me, and I know quite a few of your viewers do follow me yeah. because we share quite a lot of customers. Yeah. Um, there was a big, there's a big, beautiful glass arced window, um, which is the door and the entrance into my studio. And it's absolutely stunning. And I looked in it, I looked in, and as I looked in, I could just see, it was an empty room, but I could see it full of a big line of sewing machines, cutting tables, wow. shelf full of bits and pieces. And I was just knew it was my venue and I had to have it. And I went and knocked on the door of the house of the people that live here and was like, can I rent that? <laughs> they were like, yeah, this is how much it is. It was cheaper than what I was paying my friends um, in the wow. bookshop. But money, money aside, I was like, it has to happen. So I signed on the dotted line there and then even though I didn't know where I was going to find the money from to set place up and buy all the machines and get all the furniture and everything else. I didn't care. I just knew it was, it was meant to be. Yeah. Went and um, went back to the bookshop and had to sit down with Tash and tell her that I was leaving, which was horrible. I've never felt so sick in my entire life. Um, but she was totally amazing. She was like, no, you, you've got to do it. It was a sign. It needs to happen. And yeah. it obviously does because now I've expanded. I've been here seven years now. I've expanded, I've knocked through. This is you're in unit two at the moment, which is the second unit. Uh, knocked through, so I've got a double, double the sized unit. Chicken and Frog have um, done brilliantly. They've just relocated this year into a brand new super duper big shop. So they're doing really well as well. Um, and we still support each other. It's still great. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> what, what story that you just knew and like, your hobby has now turned into something amazing yeah you can give back to other people as well yeah. you know what let me ask you this pet what because like let's talk about you first I mean what do you find the best thing about you know crafting and you know hobbying basically what what's what does it give you why why are you so passionate about it I think for me it is it is the opportunity to be able to completely escape 
from whatever is going on around you. Um, and so many crafts, and we'll talk about different crafts later, but so many crafts have different impact so for instance you could be feeling really down in the dumps and really crappy and having a really can i swear on your channel do what you want oh yeah a really shitty day <laughs> um, and there's nothing nicer than being able to go and make yourself a big cup of coffee or a cup of tea or whatever curling up in a big armchair and sitting in an armchair in your pajamas and crocheting a lovely big blanket because as you're making that blanket it's it's giving you a, a warm hug at the same time um, so the actual creation is lovely, but then it has so much more out of it. For instance, I'm currently working on some special blankets at the moment for a couple of my friends who are having babies. So I know that those blankets are going to, when they're finished, they're full of my love and full of my creation. And so when I give that blanket to that baby, not only am I saying, here, have a cool blanket, I'm giving them hours of my work, time, love, effort. Um, and it's just a really nice, lovely thing to be able to do. Um, and I know for, for one of the mums, and she knows I'm making it, bless her, my lovely friend Lou had a baby a week ago. Scary times to be having a baby. Yeah. Her blanket should have been finished in time. I always like to gift them at baby showers. But her baby shower was cancelled. And with everything that's been going on, I just haven't had the time to sit down and crack on with it. So I am still working on it. So she knows it's coming. Um, but she posted some pictures the other day of her firstborn, who's four years old now, um, wrapped up in the blanket that I gave her. And she then took a picture of um the new baby wrapped up in the same blanket and I was just like it's been it's gone through the family and so I've given them something that's an heirloom they've now got that and her other daughter loves her blanket it's really special to her so just to know that you can you can yeah. give so much more than just a gift you can give an heirloom you can give love you can give so many emotions and feelings just by being able to create that one thing so I think you know that's just as one example of how how lovely it can be to be able to make something it gives you all the feels i love it that's totally cool and you know it's like i think the problem today is i don't know about you claire but like we get lost in life like totally. we were talking about this before we came on you know and it was like your mum you're the business owner, you're the, um, the taxi driver, you know, because if you're ferrying everybody around, you're the wife. When, when are you you? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And we yeah. lose that sense of who we are because when we're younger, we do art class, don't we? And a lot of people yeah. love art class, but then yeah. when we get older, we, we lose that, don't we? I was thinking this actually earlier on today, funnily enough, um, because... There is, I've always said, even when I was, um, when we were trying for our first baby, I said to my husband, I am going to be working part time. I don't want to be a full time worker and have to put my child in full time childcare. That was my choice. But at the same point, I don't want to be a stay at home mum because I want to be able to be Claire and to be mum. And if I'm at home 24-7 being mum, I re I'm scared that I will lose Claire. Um, whereas by going out to work and talking to other people and doing something that isn't child-related, I can keep my brain alive. And yeah. even now, I, every year, I, go, I try to go away. And some people don't like this, but I don't care. Every year, I try to go away a couple of times without my children. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have friends and my lovely mum and my mother-in-law. When they're around, they will have the children for me. Um, and you know, I mean, last year for my 40th, Mr. Mac and I went to Vegas for five days. Um, we had an amazing time. We've gone to Amsterdam for like long weekends and things like that. And I think it's really important that we remain Mr. and Mrs. Mac, uh, Claire and Stu, um, and that we're not always mummy and daddy. Much as I love my children, I would, I would get hit by a bus for my kids any day. But I think it is really important for your own mental health that you keep your own sanity and your own space. And crafts can do that. If you can't get away for a week, if you've not got that childcare, then knowing that, okay, um, when little Freddie's gone off to bed at eight o'clock at night, you've got a couple of hours that you can sit down and you can sew yourself a new dress or you can crochet something, you can crochet a blanket. Um, just have that time and the community, especially in person, but especially online, the craft community is massive. 
um, and there are so many other people that you can become friends with um, and talk to and share things with I mean our we've got a free Facebook group um, which is called BTHQ and it's got I think 1500 odd people in there now um, we have made it a strict covid free zone it is not to be discussed in there um we don't talk masks we don't talk scrubs we don't talk anything like that it is completely covid free um and it's so busy right now i mean it's always a busy group it always has been but people are posting at least every hour someone is posting something and it might be a look what i've made today it might be a i'm making this um, but I'm stuck. Can anyone help me? Um, it might be, uh, oh, look, there's a sale on Aldi Little Special when you're doing your weekly food shop. They've got um, craft supplies in the middle row. Quick, get in there. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of um, posts, but it's such a hive of activity because so many of um, the people that are in there are currently isolating and have got the time to, uh, to be crafting, creative. And we always say, if it makes you a better mum, if you show up as a better version of yourself, then do it. So by you taking some holiday or, you know, taking a bit of time out to do crafting, we always say, if it makes you a better version of yourself, yeah. do it. Because do what you need to do. Exactly. And I say this to my kids. I say, if I get to the point where I'm that shouty mum, that I hate being, and we've all been there, all us mums have been there, you get to that point where it doesn't matter what's happening you know they could drop a sock on the floor and it's like oh my god you dropped a sock and you're like horror monster mum when I get to that point where absolutely everything will trigger me I say to the kids right do you want happy mum happy mum gives you nice things happy mum is fun to be around happy mum lets you stay up half an hour later happy mum might let you watch your um youtube channel while you're eating your dinner um do you want happy mummy or do you want shouty mummy and they will always give me the answer that they want happy mummy and i'm like right so if you want happy mummy you need to go upstairs do your thing disappear leave me alone and give me half an hour or an hour to just be me and restore my restore my factory settings yeah, yeah. Um, and my kids are very well trained in that respect and as is my husband he knows um so we're we're working at the moment the way things are he's working from home on fridays hence why i can be here with you um and he's always had the kids on a saturday so i can come in and teach so I still come in on Friday and Saturday and even though I'm not teaching the whole time I'm here I'm doing some obviously zoom classes with some of my pupils I've got one this afternoon um but I'm making I'm creating I'm doing work here in my space it gives me that chance to just escape okay. and he knows how important that is to me because if he was to expect me to be at home for the entire seven days being mummy for seven days I think someone would be dead by the end of it if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's something us lads we learn the hard way a happy wife is a happy life and it's <laughs> yes, a happy wife happy life i like that man it's so true let me ask you this a lot of people feel guilty about taking yeah. out for themselves yeah mum guilt yeah exactly what i mean what would you say to somebody who says don't feel guilty <laughs> yeah don't don't feel guilty just ask yourself this question and I always say this what is best for your family would your family like monster person or would they like happy fun healthy person because I can guarantee you they're going to choose the better version of you yeah, and yeah. so if you need time out to get a better version of you like you say go and do it do not feel guilty um I mean, I, I have this all the time. My biggest, biggest comeback when I say to people, um, they say, oh, I'd really like to learn to sew, but I haven't got time. That is my biggest barrier. Every single person, when I'm putting my marketing out there, when I'm promoting my business, when things are normal, um, the, the response that I get is either brilliant, where do I sign up? Or I haven't got time. They are the only real two things so i always come back with the argument you may not have time but you need to make time 
Um, and it's why my mantra and my, I mean, you know how, how you promote a business and you sell a business is that your business needs a message. Um, and my message is very much me time. I don't care if you want to learn to crochet. So I don't care if you want to go down the gym. I actually really don't care. It doesn't have to be related to craft at all. My biggest message and, and what I sell um, as a person aside from a business is how important me time is and how much you must value that me time, whatever you need to do in that me time to, to restore those factory settings is, is what you need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, that, as you say, that's why crafting is so important, but also like they say that it's good to be creative because we use different parts of our brain. Have you, have you found that? I mean, have you done any kind of research or studies around that sort of thing? <laughs> no, I really haven't. But I think crafting can do so much more for you anyway. I think one of the other things that I absolutely love about what I do, and it happens more so in person than it does online, although I do get it online, it takes a bit longer, um, is the, the ability for it to be able to build people's confidences. Yeah. Um, and specifically, I mean, I don't want to be sexist, but we do predominantly work with women. Yeah. Um, we do have guys coming in. Um, I'd love to teach you to crochet, Baz. I think you should learn. Um, I tell you we what. do have guys... Let's make it. Let's make a movie of it, shall we? Okay, we'll make it happen. I'll send you a kit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, the I do predominantly get women, and when they do finally break down that time barrier and go, no, yep, I am going to make some time for myself, and I'm going to I'm going to come in and I'm going to do a class. They'll often walk in the door and they'll be super like, oh, I don't think I can do this. It's really nervous. It's taken me ages to get here. Um, I'm so glad I finally bit the bullet, but I'm a little bit. I don't think I can do it, and sure enough they'll spend some time with me come the end of the class they'll have made the thing they came in to make um and they're like they walk out with such a big smile on their face and they feel i can just see the confidence rising in them while they're doing yeah. the class and as they leave they're like oh my god i did that and they go home and they're like look at what i made and they're showing all their family members and then that's it something the sparks ignited and they're off then they don't care that time factor just instantly gets thrown out of the window because they remember how good they felt and i suppose it comes down it's like I, I will still say this isn't true, but that's because I've got a real brick wall about it. Um, it's like you guys, you when you do finally have a workout, you feel better for it afterwards. But getting to the gym in the first place and doing that workout is really hard. And my PT always used to say to me, you'll feel so much better for it afterwards, Claire. And I'm like, I hate you right now. While I'm doing my sit up. And I think it's the same, you know, once you've had that endorphin rush, that confidence building that confidence building will give you it's the same as having a really good workout that's it you're then like oh okay i'm gonna go back to the gym i felt good i'm gonna go and do it again um and that time barrier then gets gets thrown away but you've got to break it initially to get them yeah in. when when you talk about your confidence stuff and I, I know a lot of people they enjoy the process of making it and yeah. they enjoy the process of giving it but yeah. how, did they go, how did you go from Making it to giving it to selling your stuff. Because I think selling it is a big thing. Asking for something back for your yeah. goods. Yeah. How, did you, how did you break that barrier from actually just giving your stuff away? Because I think it's easier to give it as a gift because there's no comeback. You know I, I don't really know. I'm not sure I ever didn't do it. I, I, if I look right back, I think I must have always been a little bit entrepreneurial. Yeah. I don't remember, my mum might be able to tell you, but I, I have a feeling I was one of those kids that would have been the sort of child that given half the chance would be outside selling half their toys to the neighbours in the street at the age of five. Um, I think I've always had a, a relationship where you give and you buy. And I've always liked buying. Um, and I've always liked, and because I've always liked buying, I've always known I needed money. So I've always been thinking about how to get money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mum will tell you from the age of 14, as soon as I could have a job, I've had a job. I have never had a day out of work in my life. Even when I've been made redundant and had periods of unemployment from a big proper job, I've been washing pots in a kitchen in some pub or, um, you know, 
as a kid, I washed garage doors for 50p a garage door because the boys down the road were cleaning cars um, and there was no business there. So I was like, what else can I clean for money? So I think I've always been a little bit entrepreneurial. So it's really hard for me to say because I think everything I've ever made, I've made and gone, I've made too much of this. I can't gift it all. I don't actually have a very big family. I didn't have that many friends. I'm, I'm left with a surplus of stuff. What can I do with it? I want to make more. Oh, I know. I'll flog it and then I'll use the money that I get from it to buy more materials yeah. so I can make more stuff. So I think yeah. it's, for me, it's been a natural thing. Yes, um, but I think looking there, at but... other people who I know have set up businesses who started making, it is at the point where you start to gift the things and people say, that's really lovely. You should sell these. Um, and they start to get that compliment. So when you make something that people think looks professional, as an example, I was wearing on Thursday, no, that was yesterday, oh, days, they just blur, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, Wednesday, I was wearing a tracksuit that I'd made. It's a velour tracksuit. It sounds no. like wide trousers and a top but it's got mother across the front in leopard print vinyl. And one of my ladies came to pick something up and she was like, oh my God, I love your tracksuit. Where did you get it? And I was like, I made it. And then that afternoon, one of the people on Zoom was like, oh, I can see you've been shopping on some yummy mummy website that does these named sweatshirts. And I went, no, I made it. She was like, no. So <laughs> when you get to that point, I think you can, you can kind of think, okay, well, if people yeah. think that what I've made is for, then it must be good enough to, to sell. Um, I know like I, I, I always watch your bits and pieces and I, I love your pictures of you know when you see everybody and they're showing what they've made and I'm always like I'd love to make like my own clothes I'd love to do my own stuff but you'd be perfect your style and there's so many cool Marvel stuff and superhero stuff you've seen my Wonder Woman dress yes it's amazing so, yeah you you would love it and you and you have got the time to do it <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true and it's just having the confidence of like oh my gosh where do I start do you know what yeah. I mean and all that kind yeah. of stuff so I mean that leads us nicely into where do you start I mean what kind of what kind of crafts out there are there for you to do what would you know what would be kind of like the best beginner ones do you beginner ones yeah I think it's it is very much a case of with all of the crafts don't try and run before you can walk. I do get a lot of people, you know, they, they ring me up and I, I did a little video on it a couple of years ago, actually. They'll ring me up and say, I want to make my own wedding dress. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Whoa. Have you ever used a sewing machine? No. I'm like, right, well, let's start there, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and the same, you know, I want to crochet, um, crochet this amazing blanket that I've seen online full of beautiful flowers and ripples and gorgeous pattern that's really intricate I want to make this and I'm like okay well let's learn to crochet first yeah. then let's learn to follow a pattern then we'll tackle it I'm not yeah. saying you can't everything is possible but you have to climb the ladder to yeah. get there yeah. Um, and my analogy that I use whenever I teach crochet is you can't just sit down at a piano and play a song You've True. got to learn the theory first and you've got to do the practice. If you learn the theory and you do your practice and you crack on and you work really, really hard, you can be playing an opera or concerto or whatever at some point. But we have to be we have to be sensible about it. And it's the same with all crafts. So the first thing I try and do when someone approaches me and says I want to learn something is get them started at the bottom. But again, give them some satisfaction. Um, there's no point saying, okay, you have to sit and you have to sew a load of straight lines and thread this sewing machine and sew for a month before I'm going to teach you to make something because that's really crap, boring. So it's why with my beginner's sewing course, we make a very simple something, first of all. Um, I don't know if I've got one behind me. No, I've got one next door. We make a very simple something, first of all, um, that they can make in literally a couple of hours. So they get that whole, I'm learning something new. Yeah. And in two hours, oh my God, I've made a something. Amazing. What else can I do? Um, so yeah, I've, that's why I've got a tailored crochet course and a tailored sewing course that are specifically for beginners. 
I do them in person here, but they are both available online as well. Um, and they will give you everything you need. I promise anyone watching this now, if you sign up to either of those courses, um, that if you follow them from the beginning and you work your way through from start to end, within a week to two weeks, you will be crocheting and within a week to two weeks, you will be sewing. Um, if you put in 20 minutes a day. Wow. If you want to put more time in, wow. then you can be sewing or crocheting quicker. But again, practice makes perfect. So it's like anything. You can really, you can binge a course, but you won't take it in as well as if you do it as slightly slower. So, I mean, I've got a money back guarantee on my crochet for beginners course. 100% money back guarantee because I know that you'll be able to do it. I I'd yeah. love to get into leather. Do you do any leather work? Easy, Baz. <laughs> is, is, is that do you have a, do you have, is that the bottom or is that straight up there like leather wallets keychains and stuff like that no do you know what leather's actually really easy because you don't have to worry it doesn't fray it's not like fabric where um you've got to kind of hide all those raw fray edges and line stuff leather is just simply putting one piece to another piece and stitching it so you do need a better sewing machine though you need an industrial sewing machine and you do need leather needles um a normal little sewing machine would not like you or thank you for trying to sew leather on it i can see where this is going now what? i want my motorbike oh, now God, i want to get all my leather gear and i can start making branded rock solid leather stamps and stuff that'd be so cool claire what have you started <laughs> <laughs> what have you started oh my god oh she's frozen it's all good, no problems. We'll just wait for her to come back. Sometimes this happens, so it's all good. Um, I'll tell you what, while we're waiting for Claire to come back, let's have a little look-see at some of the comments that we have got because, oh, yeah, she's gone. She'll be back in a second. Um, oh, no, hang on a second. Oh, there hello. she is. There we are. <laughs> I don't know if you froze or I froze. It feels like, you know when you do a seance, are you there? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I love it, I love it. The wonders of technology are absolutely brilliant. But do you know what? I think it's so important, like you were saying, that you have that sense of achievement. And that's one of your whys, to be proud that you've started something, finished something. And I think a lot of us, we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to start something. And then you start oh, okay. it. And then you, you just buy all the stuff, all the gear, no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you see people through from conception to completion. Definitely. The support is there. We've got so many groups and uh, you can you can get hold of me at any time. It's not just you might be buying an online course, but there is a real person behind that online course that if you were to get stuck, you could get hold of really easily and I would help you. So like also, do you get a lot of like kids because it's quite a bonding thing as well isn't it for parents yeah. it's, it's bizarre so we, we i'll tell you the brief story around children when we first or when i first opened now you'll say we and it's me when i first opened the studio i was like i'm going to do kids classes in the school holidays um, and i put all these kids classes on and the parents would drop off their kids their kids would come in within 10 minutes they were like Meh. and it was clear that actually those kids didn't want to be there. They would rather have been at home playing on their Xbox or doing something else. Um, and I felt bad because then I felt that I had to kind of push them and tell them off a bit like a Oh. Come on, we're, we're cracking on. And I thought, this isn't what I'm all about. I'm not a childcare opportunity. I'm not something... It's too Oh, we're having a few issues, guys. Don't worry. It will it will all sort itself out right. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> so um, just while Claire is sort of coming back in, we'll go over some of the comments. We do have a child. Oh, um, oh hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You come with your child and you learn with your child. And that way... Either if the kid wasn't interested, the parent would see that the kid wasn't interested, so they wouldn't bother doing it again. Or if the kid was interested and the parent enjoyed it, it was something that they could do together. Um, and that's so that's what I do now. All of my children's classes, we don't do a lot of them. I will be honest, they're there. There's a hard point with children's classes, and this sounds really callous of me, but you can't charge the same money 
for children's classes that you can charge for adult classes um, although they cost exactly the same to run so the profit margins uh, go much lower yeah. and I think that's because you know for me I would pay I would happily pay 45 pounds to go somewhere for three hours and learn to make a Christmas wreath, for instance, I wouldn't pay forty-five pounds for my child to go and do it because it would. I've got two children for a start, yeah. um, and it's it's a bit of a splurge. Um, you know, kids' classes tend to be at, at a lower price point, so we can't actually afford to do kids' classes that often. So we do limit it just to the holidays. But what I have found, and it's been really nice doing the Zoom classes that I've been doing. Um, is that some of the the low cost ones like the watercolors and things that I've been doing online over the last few weeks is that the mums have been coming on and their kids have been joining in and it's been really nice because the kids have seen mum doing it so they're like can I join in and mum's like oh yeah okay so they're all sitting around the kitchen table um, and it's been really lovely because it's been drawing in the children that want to do it yeah and it's given mum or dad some time out to do stuff but they've been able to do stuff together and yeah. I've even found it at home where I've been working from home a lot more and I've been at home and my children haven't been at school I've actually sat down with my daughter and we've done loads of crafting together we've made all sorts of things that we wouldn't normally do because we wouldn't have the time because either she's at school and I'm at work it's not something that you do sort of in that after school time where you're doing dinner and brownies and swimming lessons and whatever else so we just don't have the time to do it so this lockdown has allowed parents to get creative with their children and it has I've seen a really lovely positive thing come out of that it's a good way to learn as well isn't it because you've got so many different things that you can learn from with maths and all that kind of stuff definitely definitely we've done I've been doing um, on a Monday morning I've been doing a Facebook live um kids activity um and I did the first one and it was so frightening it was the, the first Monday of homeschool here in the UK so the school's shut on the Friday and I'd already said I was going to do it on the Monday and I did a, a learn about the Romans class <laughs> and I all I did is my daughter had been at um she'd done a Roman day earlier on in the school year and they had to make their own costumes and the school had sent home all this information on how you can make a really easy Roman costume and they made these little brooches to hold up their yeah um, they're called fibulas oh. and I just got some cardboard covered it in tinfoil stuck a safety pin on the back and whacked it on her and went that do that looks good um, and I thought well I could do that with the kids in lockdown everyone's got tinfoil at home most people have got a bit of cardboard let's do a let's learn about the romans class I love so it. I as an event and i thought oh what it might do is maybe attract some of my existing clients who've got children um, maybe some of my mum friends and things there might be i don't know 10 or 15 people might craft along with me but it'll be a bit of fun oh no the reach on that event, I, I can't remember the exact figures, but it was frightening. I think the night before, I had something like 18,000 people interested in the event. No. And, um, <laughs> my lovely virtual assistant, Viv, messaged me. She went, do you think maybe like someone needs to be online to kind of answer comments and things? And I was like, might be a good idea. So I reached out to my free group and went, please watch guys. If anyone puts a comment, can you just respond for me? Cause I'm going to be like busy doing. Oh, I had, I think live at 1.5 and a half thousand people watching. It's the biggest live stream I've ever done. I felt sick. Um, oh. but it was so good. And I got such a good response from it. And I really, really enjoyed it. So many people, there's a huge gallery on my Facebook page of all of the photos that people sent me there was people tagging me on instagram it was all over instagram stories and i know that i've done it every monday ever since i've done done it and it's never been as big as that i know that what got it was it was the first day of homeschool so yeah. it was just really good timing it was literally half an hour after joe wicks had done his very first pe lesson so it was just the time is right but I've really enjoyed doing it and I've had loads of families who've stuck with me every Monday and I see them each week and they come in the comments wow. and they, say, they tell their name and they get me to give them a shout out. I'm like, hi to Shannon from, from Fife or wherever. And they're like, oh, you made your day. You said hello. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, we've been growing 
growing grass heads which is is a fantastic way again we've learned a bit about science and nature so it's wow. school <laughs> i tell you what it just goes to show the power of crafting and making something do you yeah. know what i mean you, you, can, just, you can adapt to everything kind oh of. my gosh i didn't realize personally how impactive it could be but i think it's just knowing where to start, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just knowing where to start. And I yeah. think the problem is a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to craft and I'm going to sell. And it's like, yeah. it's like, would you agree, Claire? Just do the crafting because you enjoy it first. Yeah. Pick something you like. You like, pick something and say, I really like these handmade cards. I want to make cards. What can I do to make cards? And then don't go nuts. Don't go and buy absolutely everything in the shop. Buy yourself some blank cards, some pretty paper and a glue stick and see what you can do with those things first. And there are so many free resources out there. I mean, there are, I mean, I had to learn from somewhere. I am a hundred percent self-taught. I've never done a course in my life. Um, but, and the majority of what I've learned, I've learned from YouTube. Um, but there are some really good tutorials out there and there's some really crap tutorials out there. Um, and what I can do is I've been the person that spent the hours and the time sifting through, clearing out the dredge and finding the good stuff and then taking that good stuff and giving it to you. So when you're paying me to learn um, from me, me, you're paying me for the time that I've spent yes. delving through the rubbish, getting dis disappointed by having to follow rubbish instructions, learning the hard way, making hundreds of mistakes. And I've learned from those mistakes. So what you can do when you learn from me is that you can make something without making the mistakes, without having the disappointment, without having the annoyance that you've gone out and spent 50 quid on materials, but actually the tutorial you've decided to follow is rubbish. Right, and you right. feel wasted that um and that's what i say to people they're like but if you've not done any courses and you're not trained and you're not qualified i'm like no but i've learned i've done all of the stuff you don't want to do Absolutely. and now i can deliver the good stuff you've been to the university of life you there. have definitely the university so, of life <laughs> so yeah i'm just going to go back through some of these so um Leslie says my problem is confidence that what i make is good enough to sell but i've made all sorts but again it's can like I just jump just in there? What? Who said this one? Leslie. Leslie, have you ever bought anything that you didn't like? You, you don't. So if somebody's willing to give you money for your products, they like what they see. True, true. Does the it, other thing is look at how things are made. So go, if, when we can go back to the shops, just as an example, go back into, I don't know, um, New Look, for instance. Go and pick up a T-shirt off the rack, turn it inside out and have a look inside. They are terribly made. They've been run up in factories and they're really badly made. Um, you can look at cushions in Dunhill Mill or something like that. If you pick away at sort of the flowers that are on these cushions, they'll just fall off because they're really badly stitched on. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the stuff that you see in the shops is really terribly made and actually don't beat yourself up about something. Well, they... I, I look at this and I made this tissue box. It's really pretty. The lid is ever so slightly wonky. But I bet you the ones in Dunhill Mill are ever so slightly wonky yeah, too. Yeah, and only I know it's ever so slightly wonky. And if I'd given this to you as a gift, you wouldn't even notice it. Oh, You'd just I say, oh, how did you make that? Thanks, Loz. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some of the comments we've got here. Um, Nikki says, I love this lady. She's fab. I think a lot of the things is people's confidence. We've yeah. got so many com um, comments coming through about it's my confidence, it's my confidence. How yeah. would you say, Claire, how would you get them to go from being unconfident in their ability and their skill sets to being confident? What's the one thing? That take a chance, take a leap of faith, try and learn something. But learn with, and I'm not going to just say learn with me. I'd love to just say learn with me and I can guarantee you'll get it. But choose a good teacher, a good tutorial, good project. Pick that, get that right, nail it and just go for it. Because you will get that confidence from the first thing you make if you pick the right teacher, tutor course. I mean, and if there's something I can't teach you, I do know 
I can advise you where to go to of learn course, the thing you want to learn. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's definitely, you've got to just bite the bullet, make that first thing. Um, but choose simple, choose basic. Don't try and run before you can walk because that's where you're going to fall over. I, I and I think I have the understanding that you are going to mess up. You are going to make a ball yeah. up of your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Not be but coming. the best way to learn is to learn from your mistakes. It's yeah. absolutely, yeah. we all have to learn from our mistakes. We're not all going to be Vivian Westwood overnight. I was going to say Versace. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I think that we should take up some sort of craft here. I, I, I do. Crocheting. No, leather. Leather. Yes, but, you know, I think you should learn. Yeah, that's running before you can walk, Baz, because you need to work right Leather's easy. Leather's <laughs> easy. It is, but you need to learn how to use the machine first. So you've got to learn with a low-level low machine before you can do an industrial machine. Power. More power. Manpower. This, this is totally indicative of what people want to do. They just want to go in at the deep end first. It's like, but you wouldn't say to somebody, right, we're going to put 100 kilos on your back and get you to squat. You'd be like, well, let's have a look at the mechanics. Yes, first. good example. Good example. Thank you. No, no. Yeah, I'm not going to just be able to go out and run a marathon. I've got exactly. to train. Exactly. So rein it in, Baz. So rain sometimes we have to accept that we have to go through the. I'm not, not going to call it boring, but the the less. It is the boring bit. Yeah, the necessary, definitely, definitely. But I think what I've tried to do with all of my courses is that I've given you. Although I, I am very much, you need to learn the basics first. I've given you the ability to create a something as quickly as I possibly can, because I'm aware that it's the creation of that something that kickstarts that confidence to allow you to continue. And it gives you the ability to think, okay, what I've just done is a little bit boring, but look what I've achieved. If I do a little bit more boring, I'm going to be making amazing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so Kathy says, a re she, she really is wonderful. Thank you so much. I've totally enjoyed this chat. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, I need to mute myself and just blow my nose. One second. Go for it. I've got hay fever, guys. How do we you? Today, which is totally cool. I, I, um, I always have hay fever. No, she has. She hasn't muted herself. No, she has <laughs> muted herself. <laughs> Love it. Bless you. So uh, it's like a, a sailing ship's coming. If I blow my nose, it's horrendous. <laughs> so Claire, then. All right. I mean. So how can the guys then get hold of you if they're having they this and they're like, oh my gosh, I actually want to start to create something or I'd like to take what I do a little bit further. What's the best next step for those guys, Claire? I think the next best step is to start by following the social media because that's where, especially at the moment, I'm putting stuff out there. So um, I've mentioned I've got a free group on Facebook. It's called BTHQ, which stands for Beautiful Things Headquarters. Join that, meet some of the others, start joining in with the chat, even if you lurk from a distance and just have a look and see what people are doing and, and creating. Um, and when you're ready and you see something that really takes your fancy, you can then reach out to me and say, could I do that? Um, and I'm pretty sure I'll work out how you can. So BTHQ is the free group. So by all means, join that. All I say is please, please, please do answer the questions um, on there. Even if you just say in, as an answer to the question, I've come over from Rock Solid, I've come over from Rock Solid, I've come over yeah. from Rock Solid. That's fine. I'll, I'll let you in. But I try to um, get people to answer the questions just so I can get an idea of, of why they're there and what I can give back. Um, it's completely free group. So join that. Um, Obviously, you can follow me. I'm quite active on Instagram. Um, myself, personally, I'm Artie Farty Mac. Um, but there is also a business one, which is Beautiful Things HQ. Yep. And then our Facebook page, which you've linked up above. So just check out the, check out the social media. I do post, um, which reminds me of something I need to do. I do post weekly on YouTube. I try to post three times a week, but at the moment, um, it's really hard to do it. I've actually noticed a real decline in people who I'm watching on YouTube yeah. and I watch regularly uploading. And I don't think it's because they haven't got the time to create the videos. I think what actually is happening is that the, because the internet is so yeah. heavily yeah. used, it's taking hours for videos to get up to YouTube. Yeah. Um, and I know the one I put up recently took, I think, three and a half hours to up load and normally oh. it would be up really quickly um so i think a lot of them are sort of raining back what they're uploading yeah. to youtube but i do every single week every single friday i upload a behind the scenes video it's called bthq banter 
and it's basically my goings on here in the studio and how I run my business, what's happening. Um, I took, you see highs, you see lows. You can watch, if you go back like five or six weeks, you can see how when this all started erupting, yeah. how it affected my business when I had to make the decision to shut, how I've turned it around and I'm doing online stuff. And you can really see the progression. You can see the people, if you go back further, you can see people coming in, going through their courses, going out, what they've made. Um, it's a really, really lovely video. So I do a weekly BTHQ banter, which reminds me, oh, we can I need you guys. I need you guys to say hello to BTHQ Banter. Hi, Hi BTHQ Banter! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. There we go. So that will be our next week's BTHQ Banter. And the only thing, if you do watch it this morning's hasn't gone up. <laughs> uh, <of course laughs> because I completely forgot to take the camera home with me and edit it and upload it last night. So no but yeah so youtube's a good place i've got free tutorials on youtube there's a whole tutorial playlist um there's sewing there's craft there's crochet there's kids stuff there's loads of free tutorials so if you don't want to spend money and you just want to go and make something um you can go and have a look at that as well so that's a really good place um yeah to find something you want to do get inspired and reach out to me and I will make it happen for you. Love Sweet. it. Thank you so much, Claire, for everything. We really no, do you're welcome. Is there anything that you want to say before we end? I always say that. Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to add? I don't think so. I just think, just make sure, as say, the craft aside, make sure even though you are in lockdown and potentially you're not getting out of your pyjamas, that's not necessarily me time. Um, make sure that you are getting me time and me time isn't just not going to work me time is doing something valuable with that time that's going to fill you up yeah. so even if you go and treat yourself to a daytime bath um, you know a lovely bubble bath with candles and a magazine for an hour half an hour that you wouldn't normally do in the middle of the day that's a real treat um, go and make sure that every day you're still getting your me time because it's really important when we're normal it's even more important at the moment while we're in lockdown and it, i don't care what that me time is go get it that's Love that's it. my my little my little doctor's prescription awesome thank you so much i honestly it's it's been lovely it it's really been an eye it has been an eye opener and i definitely. think i sense a vlog coming on beautiful things in Baza doing some sort of crocheting arty farty craft i think i think beginner's crochet would be the easiest one for you baz because yeah. you literally need to give it about 10 or 20 minutes a day yeah no lever work then no not yet barry <laughs> god's sake with the lever <laughs> honest to god all right then it's on crocheting baz Cool. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Right, Claire, thank you so much. Guys, thank no you for joining in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your comments. I'm sure Claire will go back over them. I know we definitely will do. Um, and we're going to end this Facebook Live and we're going to carry on uh, behind the scenes, as you, as you know. Um, and we will see you all very soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the FitMind Project. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and I hope you're going to go out and try some new arts and crafts. If you found this useful, please support us on iTunes and Spotify. Rate us and give us a review. It really helps us put that word out there. You can also find us on Facebook at Rock Solid Health. This is what we do. We are building a community of like-minded people to become happy and healthy people. Because you know when we are healthy, we are happy. And we will see you on the next episode, guys. And remember, you're awesome. Hey, hey.